Hey there, this is Larry, and I'm here with Armin. You're about to listen to a great episode. But before you do, we want to let you know that we're now podcasting over at the Bold Idea Podcast. That's right, and we're not adding any new episodes to Reinventure Me, but we think you're really going to like what we're doing on the Bold Idea Podcast. We're interviewing some great guests and packing ideas and inspiration to help you put your faith to work to bring your idea to life. So when you're done with this episode, go check it out at boldideapodcast.com. Episode 95 of the Reinventure Me Podcast. Well, it's Christmas. What can we learn from that first Christmas about our next great beginning? Well, this is a special Christmas edition of the Reinventure Me Podcast. Find your next great beginning. Welcome to the Reinventure Me Podcast with your hosts, Larry Gates and Armin Asadi. Well, hello, Larry Gates. And Armin Asadi. Coming at you. <laughs> a special Christmas edition. How are you, Armin? We're just kicking back. Holly and Jolly, Larry. How are you doing? We're having a little bit of a uh, hot beverage and uh, some Christmas cookies. Oh, my God. I got uh, a cavity all, or two. Getting all ready for Getting the spirit. That's right. <laughs> the show is going to come out on Christmas Eve, so we just want to wish you a very Merry Christmas. We're so glad you're part of the Reinventure Me listening family, even though we have corny music that we're playing. <laughs> it's not corny, it's Christmas. It's come on, Christmas Eve. Yeah. You know, at least it's not Santa Baby. That is the worst Christmas song. Santa I, Baby, which one is that? You don't know Santa Baby? I'm not. I'm not oh. you, you should know this by now. All right. I'm a terrible American sometimes. Okay. So, uh, so <laughs> should, should I ask you what, <laughs> what your worst Christmas song is? The Cheech and Chong one. <laughs> we were playing a few Christmas songs off the internet. Christmas Cowboy. Check that one out. That was and terrible. Then, and then a Christmas song for Cheech and Chong's mama, <laughs> which, was, which was also a bad one. Well, welcome to the Reinventure Me podcast. This is going to be a little bit of a different podcast. We, we want to just have this be a little bit more of a Christmas meditation, if you will, about your next great beginning. But this is the podcast for what's next in life, and we are coming at you with episode 95, so for whatever value it might have for you with these show notes, you can get them at reinventure.me slash 95 after you listen to the episode. But we want to talk about Christmas a little bit and mm-hmm. how that might relate to our new beginning, but I'm curious, Armin, you mentioned uh, you know being a foreigner <laughs> you, Shocking. you really didn't have much for christmas traditions is that right no, i hated christmas i love the idea of christmas but i hated christmas because it was this festive time of year it's all family love joy peace blah 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 everybody's having a great time you know everybody's off of school and my family did not celebrate christian or christmas because they're not christian and oh yeah don't really you know so i i'd literally just sit at home and Swindle my thumbs, thinking this sucks. I don't. <laughs> I now, was your family a practicing Muslim? Um, no, they're not Muslim. They're Baha'i. But, Baha'i, uh, gotcha. Yeah, I, I guess they could have celebrated Christmas. We just didn't. I don't know because we. I mean, we have a separate holiday for gift exchanges. Just Christmas was never something we celebrated. So, so you felt a little bit left out. Ah, God, I hated it. I, I, I love the idea of Christmas. I, I wanted nothing more than celebrated, but I just 
hated in Christmas. It was, su- it was such a lonely time of year because mm. you had nobody to hang out with. There's nothing you could do. You know, you're just like, ah, oh, here we go, watching old black and white movies, <laughs> same ones. Which one's your favorite? Ah, uh, what is that one? The most popular one is uh. Well, I like It's a Wonderful Life. That, is that one. The one? Yeah, okay. yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah so one. to the point where my family's like, uh, are we, do we have to watch that again this year? <laughs> like last year, they're like, can we watch the Die Hard movies instead? <laughs> I love that movie, though. That yeah. part where he even starts praying that's completely off the script, where yeah. he's in the bar and he gets punched in the face. Yeah, you know, right. it's exactly. A, it's There's so stuff. many good lines in that movie. And I watched it just again the other night as I was... I was doing the Christmas tradition, which was <laughs> by yourself. <laughs> no, no. I, with Anna and I, we were we oh, were putting okay. up the Christmas tree, but of ah. course, we have one of these artificial trees that have all the oh. bulbs already integrated into the tree. Oh. Except hardly any of them work. Oh so no! <laughs> literally, I'm going through pulling every bulb, you know, no. to test it out, and I think we must have had a short or something that just killed off all the branches of Ouch. lights. I literally replaced hundreds of bulbs. I mean, just was. I would just go cut down a tree. (laughs) I know. (laughs) That would have been easy. Don't don't start me on that one because that wasn't my idea. But you know, hey, we're going with the flow because it is Christmas. That's right. That's right. I I love the idea of Christmas, and I love the idea of having our own traditions. And we just started it, so yeah. uh, So what were some of the new ones? Because you've got a you've got a baby who's going to be celebrating their first Christmas here, right? It's okay. Not that she's going to remember it. Yeah, but it's a very special time. Yeah, that first Christmas. (laughs) I think so. One of the things we started doing is we started celebrating Advent. So we, you know, you got the candles that you light, and every Sunday we're doing that process. It's funny because it just really gets into deep conversation with my wife and I. But even as a kid, what I loved and what I coveted most about Christmas was never the gifts. It was the uh, it was the traditions. Mm. I, lo- I did I, you I, start some then with uh, with Ashley? Well, we haven't really had our own Christmas because we always go up north to her oh, families. Sure. Uh-huh. But we really want to at some point. First of all, we have to get a big enough house. Their house is huge up up north, and ours is tiny, you know, where we live in downtown Minneapolis. So it doesn't really work. But at some point, we'd like to like go cut our own tree. We I, to- I got a I've got a spare. Uh- tree for you if you want <laughs> <laughs> the dysfunctional one yeah no 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 actually uh probably actually it's a better one than the one i put up <laughs> oh funny yeah i don't know I, I don't know there's just so many things we want to do we haven't figured it out, out yet but i think that's part of the fun part our process is just figuring out what the traditions are going to be yeah you know my mom grew up in austria so i have this funny really? story where you know in austria when she was a kid what they would do they didn't have you know christmas lights on the tree they actually put candles on the tree and oh. they would light the candles yeah right? no fire hazard there well no speaking <laughs> of fire hazards so my mom did that to our christmas tree and nearly burned the house down literally the whole tree, i can't believe they actually the whole did that tree went up in flames seriously everybody well when it? you do it with a green tree it's not a problem but when you have a tree that's already shedding all of its needles and things then basically it's it's kindling right and it wasn't lanterns fire. it was just no no, no just open small, candle. yeah candles on a little thing that you'd clip on the branch and that's outrageous to me and uh, yeah that's how they used to light the trees but um <laughs> <No>. <laughs> find a giant candle for the top or oh what? it was a it was a, no I, no I, I, <laughs> burning I, no, log. Yeah, it was amazing it was amazing uh-huh. you know anna and i when we first got married we had to decide what was what would our traditions going to be you know and one yeah. of the first things we talked about is all right do you open presents on christmas eve or do you open them on christmas day 
Yeah, why is that always a big deal? I don't, I don't know. know, but you know, it's kind of like that toilet roll thing. You know, whether the paper come over the roll or under the roll, you hey, know, there's all like you got to work said. those things out when you get married, <laughs> right? So, she grew up in a family where you know everybody opened their presents on Christmas Day. Yeah, of course. And to make things easy, in my family, we opened it up on Christmas Eve. <laughs> you know, so. <laughs> I actually felt like I had a pretty good argument. You know, the biblical narrative is that the wise men came and gave gifts at night. You see, they followed the star, it was night, so the gift giving ought to be in the evening. So, I mean, it was a very compelling argument, and she went right along with it, and, you know, to the point where we now open gifts on Christmas Day. (laughs) That was awesome. Uh, we do Did stocking. you actually win this? <laughs> yeah, right. This is new. <laughs> we do stockings on Christmas Eve, though. That's kind of oh, fun. And then we do uh, we do our normal presents on Christmas Day. But one one custom that we have done every year for 35 years since we've been married is that we make our own Christmas card. Oh, wow. Yeah, we just uh, decide you know how we want to dress it up, and, and we, we send that out to our friends and family, and it's something we look forward to every year. To a point, because you know it kind of adds that stress. Sure, yeah, you know, yeah. and uh, there have been a number of years, probably including this one, where we won't actually get the card done until Christmas Eve. Oh, <laughs> there might have been but a year when it came after Christmas, <laughs> January fourteenth. Merry Christmas, yeah. everybody. <laughs> well, I don't know what your Christmas traditions are, and I think it's a lot of fun to think about Christmas traditions and and what's happening at Christmas. But I was thinking about Christmas in a different way this year. Yeah, you were. And this, you know, we've we started this podcast over a year ago now. Shocking. And we have really, in this podcast, been thinking about new beginnings. Really, that's what it's all about, yeah. right? Transition and it. new beginning and all the rest. And as I was thinking about Christmas, I mean, not to force fit something, but it just seemed to me like Christmas is, in fact, the greatest new beginning there ever was. Right. I mean, you think about it. I mean, God becomes a child. Hmm. The incarnation story itself is a beginning. Right. And and it's different. It's different from what it was to what it became. And it was purposeful and all those things. And I just thought, what lessons can we learn from that first Christmas that might help us think about the journey that we're on, the new beginnings that we need to create, the new ventures that we're about to embark on? And I don't know about you. I just got back from my uh, personal planning retreat last weekend. And I think this is the time when a lot of people think about, wow, what's 2016 going to bring? What's What's the new chapter for me? And sure, yeah. I think we always begin the year with a lot of optimism. Oh, of at course. least it seems like you don't have to execute. You just have to dream about yeah, it. Right now. This is the time <laughs> of dreaming, right? This is the time when people feel like, hey, no matter what 2015 was like, 2016 is going to be better. Absolutely. I'm going to lose 40 pounds or in my case, gain 40 pounds. <laughs> <laughs> we set up all those. Money. We set up all those ambitions that we have for what that next year is going to look like to make it absolutely great. And I don't know that that this idea of maybe there's this Christmas story that's right here planted right before a new year when we have this new beginning that maybe can teach us something about that new beginning. Yeah. I love where you're going with this, by the way. I kind of got a glimpse of it right before the show, so I'm really excited to keep going with it. Yeah. Well, the first thing that I was thinking about as I was kind of meditating on on Christmas here a little bit, and you know, not to, as I said, force fit something or or make it odd, but... (laughs) But it seems to me like there's some things that we can take away when we look at what happened in that first Christmas, right? Mm -hmm. And the first thing I thought about is that, you know, your next beginning may be just as humble. Mm -hmm. It may be humble, maybe humbling. You know, think about when 
you have the God of the universe created all things becomes one of the creation. Mm. That's a very humbling thing to do. I mean, he purposefully humbled himself to be, take the form of man. Yep. And when you think about, you know, Jesus kind of existing in the triune in, in, in heaven before he became a man, that that was the place where he received a lot of recognition. I mean, you know, yeah. The the Trinity was the life of the party, and he was, you know, <laughs> he he was there, right? Yeah. And then he becomes man, and nobody recognizes him. Mm. He comes, and there's no recognition. In fact, in John one, it says that he was in the world, and though the world was made through him, the world did not recognize him. Mm. You know, even when the shepherds came and yeah. they tell his mother Mary, about what the angels told them. The Bible says Mary pondered those things in her heart as if if she's got to still work out what that might mean. <laughs> so even she fully, even though she was told by an angel what was going to happen, I don't think she fully realized sure. yeah. what was happening. Yeah, I mean, how could you? It's an overwhelming... Oh, yeah. It is You're the... going to give birth to God. No big deal. Go on. Right. I mean, it's, it's an incomprehensible <laughs> miracle, right? Yeah. I mean, the virgin birth itself is in, incomprehensible. But what I thought about as it relates to our next beginning, think about it this way with me, if you would. When we set apart, set on something, when we set a, down a path to go do something that's maybe wholly different than we've ever done before, so maybe sure. 2016 is an opportunity for you to try something entirely different. Maybe you're in a career and you decide you're going to go start a business, mm -hmm. or maybe you're going to jump into a new industry, or maybe you're going to just go to a new place. Yeah. All of those things, what you're going to give up is recognition. Mm -hmm. You know, in one sphere, you are recognized and that gives you some reward for recognition. Yeah. And then you move into a new sphere and you have to take a humble posture where you're people don't know you from... Adam, right. to use yeah. another biblical name, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, yeah, you're going from being potentially the expert or someone well-known, someone who has some notoriety, credibility, so on and so forth, to the new kid on the block, and that's all you're going to be known for. Yeah. And have you? And the point that you made, if you're going to launch a new business coming out of a career or something like that, oh, man, get ready to have your sanity questioned on a daily basis. <laughs> I know. People ask me about that, they, and they say, well, what's that like? And I say, well, come on in. The, the water's warm. You know? <laughs> and then I remind them that, that, that sharks live in warm water. <laughs> <laughs> I just tell them it's ice cold, and you have to have ice blood in your veins. <laughs> oh, I see. Yeah, there's another way to look at it. You know, I remember a time when we've talked about this, I think, in one of the earlier episodes, and you, you just you just mentioned this, that you lose the recognition, right, that you, you might have had when you were the expert sure. in something, right? Yeah. And I remember a time when that happened to me at Cray. I was asked to go do something that I had to give up right. being the perceived expert in something to go do something else where I wasn't the expert. Yeah. And I remember feeling like a total loss because I didn't have that recognition, yeah. right? So I think that's one of the key things that this meditation on Christmas is how much do we need to have the recognition of others to feel good about the path that we're on? Right. Because but, that path we're on may just call us to humility. Yeah, exactly. I, I think that's the most important point that you're making is the, it's the humbling experience of doing something new because I think you can get so caught up in the, I'm, I'm the man or the woman. <laughs> I'm so good at this. I'm the right. expert that you create a facade that may not be the real thing, you know, it's just... Yeah, and how much of that is keeping you from your next beginning? Right. Because you want that recognition, you need that affirmation to be okay with yourself, and maybe you need to trust that just like God came to 
become man and mm-hmm. humble himself, that maybe you need to humble yourself into your next great beginning as well. Right Recognition on. isn't the thing that uh, it's cracked up to be. Nope. Sometimes it turns into expectations that you don't want to live up to. Anyway. Yeah. yeah. Or you find that really it's all narcissistic because you really are more, it's more important to you about what sure. people think about you than yeah. what it is that you're called to do. Yeah. It's more about them than you anyway. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Right. Well, on. the other thing I thought about too, as I was dwelling on Christ's birth here, as it might relate to our new beginning is that when the baby Jesus came, of course he came to human parents sure. as a child. Yeah. You know? Jesus came not as an adult able to do his own stuff. Yeah. He came totally dependent. Yeah. And when we start into our next beginning, our next great beginning, we're going to be dependent on others as well. And just as Jesus was dependent on, right on. actually think about this, Jesus was dependent on parents that he created, mm. you know, wow. before he came. Mm. That's a really good point. I never thought <laughs> you know? about that. Yeah. So he was dependent on parents he created. And in so doing, he allowed himself to be dependent on people who were flawed. Hmm. And when we move into our next great beginning, we're going to be dependent on people who are flawed as well. They're not going to give us perfect advice. They may lead us into cul-de-sacs or dead ends or, you know, whatever. And it's not going to go necessarily as smooth as we might think it would go. Or ever. Yeah. (laughs) But part of that humility thing is you give up the demandingness of being in control. Yeah. And oftentimes I think that's also the thing that hinders us from taking our next step because we're so fearful that we would be out of control in a way that we don't know how to manage it. Yeah. And I think it almost manages your expectations of people too. So often you go into situations where you set these expectations on people that they just can't live up to. And I think when you go through a process like a new beginning and you deal with people trying to help you, and you can't, and what are you going to do? Judge them for trying to help you. They're doing you a favor. I think you realize these weird expectations you have on people are just, it's hard for them to live up to, but at the same time, you appreciate their heart. Yeah. And one of the problems that, you know, we talked back in episode six about how to be a better beginner, but one of the problems when you move into an area where you don't know much about them and you're making a big transition like yeah. that is that you don't know what you don't know. Damn. You don't even know what questions to ask. And and just like a baby doesn't really know what it needs, you yeah. know, <laughs> Ada doesn't say, Hey, I, I need some food. She just screams, right? Yeah, doesn't know. I, I got a diaper that needs to be changed. Yeah, just she just screams, right? Yeah. yeah. It's just like, this is like, uh, something's not right. Yeah. Letting you know. <laughs> and likewise, when we get into new situations for ourselves, it can be so scary that we're outside of our comfort zone that we don't even know what's wrong. Yeah, And so we become dependent on others to help give us advice. The problem is, is that in a parent-child relationship, or at least the child has the parents there to diagnose that, Yeah, oftentimes we may make the mistake of not looking to other people to help us. Mm. So that's a way of saying, I want to keep my expertise and my independence even as I move into a new area where it would be better for me to come under the mentoring and the the leadership and the advice and the counsel of somebody else and actually become a little bit dependent on somebody that can show you the ropes. Yeah. But I mean, it's a test of your character too, you know, some people aren't ready for that. Just be- <laughs> well, what are you trying to, are you trying to pick a fight here? <laughs> no, I'm just saying. I, I, I think that was one of my challenges of stepping into something new. It's just, uh, I don't think my character was ready for it half oh. the time too. You know, I just wasn't, 
I wasn't emotionally intelligent enough. I wasn't stable enough. I didn't handle criticism well. I didn't fill in the blanks. Yeah, of course, transition tests all that, doesn't it? Yeah. And it gives you the opportunity to choose whether you're going to lean into it and embrace it or if it's going to be the thing that kind of makes you run back to what you were doing before. Yeah. Yeah. It's craziness. Well, the final thought I had about this that I'll just share with you on, on this little meditation of Christmases and how it might relate <laughs> to our next beginning is, you know, it occurred to me that no one, no one was ever like Christ. I mean, he had the greatest mission, yeah. which was to reconcile man and God. The only way he could do that was to become a man. The whole miraculous of the birth. There's nothing like that. The mm. resurrection, the incarnation, that will never, ever be repeated. It doesn't need to be. It's fully fulfilled. Right. That mission is fully, fully accomplished. Right. And God put inside that Christ child everything that he needed in order to make that happen. Hmm. That's true for us as well. You see, I, I believe that all of us have a gift that God has put inside of us for our own mission, and your path is yours alone. That's right. It isn't anybody else's. And there's no one else that can run your race then you can, you know, mm-hmm. it's, it's that old, you're the only one there is stop trying to be somebody else. Right. And yet you know, our cultural cues are so much around trying to take a blueprint yeah. of somebody else's success and replicate it. Yep. And yet that isn't the measure of success. That isn't the thing that necessarily is what we are intended to do. Mm-hmm. It's not our mission. And so our mission, your mission, my mission is not as grand as Christ's, but we have, <laughs> thankfully, yeah, but we fortunately were invited into that same mission, mm. but we don't have to do the same thing Yeah, it's already been done, oh. you know, but our personal mission as we move out and is, is going to be one where we need to embrace what we are called to do Yeah, and nobody else can do it. Yeah. Nobody else can run our race. The reason I love what you're saying is that I think, especially, especially in uh, this generation where it's you, you literally sit there and watch the highlight reels of all your favorite people, whether it's celebrities, sports athletes, it's singer, who, whatever, whatever famous person it is, whether it's politician or otherwise, but you sit there and you watch highlights. Twitter, Facebook, yes, right, whatever, right? And you, you, you make this, or you create this idea of who they are, what their life is like, and blah blah blah, right? Yep. And you, you want to imitate them because you think if I talk like them, walk like them, if I imitate them, that somehow I'll have what they have, or I'll have the love that they have, right. or respect that they have, right. and you become an imitation which is a lesser version of you. But what if God truly did design every single person with a significant divine purpose to be just as influential as anyone else, only if you could truly just tap into that and just be who you are rather than imitate someone you're not. Perfectly said, beautifully said. Because I think if if we could really grab hold of the truth that we are uniquely made, I mean, you hear this all the time, right? You know, I sent my sister a card that says, uh, had a little snowflake on the front of it and said just remember you're you're unique just like everyone else Mm. (laughs) yeah (laughs) you know so we we hear this a lot right it took me a second to catch i know i (laughs) i was just gonna gloss right over it i'm glad you finally caught it caught up it happens once out of every hundred times larry you gotta (laughs) you gotta roll with it when i catch it oh i know it's great (laughs) i love it uh but 
you know, we hear that a lot about it, we're all unique, but but there's certainly a power in really meditating on the fact that yeah. we are given a unique mission. Mm. And when we fully embrace it, like you said, yeah. it really, I think, does a lot to tone down envy that we have for others, which to sure. me robs our soul. Mm. When we look at somebody else, like you said, the famous people and what they get, and as you pointed out, they are projecting a narrative that is not reality. Yeah, It's just this, you know, perhaps fabricated, a little bit fabricated and puffed up view of sure. a, of a wonderful life. Yeah. And it isn't reality, nope. but even, even if you take the mix of whatever reality looks like, right. It, it, when it creates envy, it robs you of expressing the very thing that God has put inside of you to have come alive and to know that, that just like, Christ had a specific mission and he was imbued with all of what was needed in order for that to happen, a perfect life yeah. in order to live out, to be a perfect sacrifice. We're, we don't have the perfect life, but we have all of the resources that we need to do what pleases God with our lives. Mm. And that is enough. Right on. That's enough. It truly is. It's hard to accept though. It is. Cause you, it's hard to look at yourself and think it's enough. Yeah. Especially in the world we live in. Yeah. Well, that's, that's some Christmas thoughts about that first Christmas and I think maybe how it brings us into a next great beginning. Yeah. And if it's humbling, maybe it's exactly what you should be doing. Yeah. We wanted to just leave you with perhaps some thoughts about Christmas and maybe for you to think about yourself and what you're planning to do in 2016 and all of that. I do want to mention to you that if if you feel like God's stirring something in your heart and I believe God's put a bold idea inside of each of us uh, and this is something that you want to explore deeply and richly, uh, I'd invite you to be part of the Bold Idea Workshop that we have coming up in February. And you can find the the link to that in our show notes. It's boldideaworks.com if you want to check that out. But I invite you to take a look at that. Now, we want to just leave you with a with a verse, maybe a verse of inspiration that's kind of a Christmas Christmassy verse. And when the angels came to the shepherds to announce Jesus' arrival, they were nearby. They said, glory to God in the highest on earth, peace to men on whom his favor rests. Mm -hmm. So Armin and I want to wish you to be the type of person upon whom God's favor rests, that Mm -hmm. you would just see that, embrace it, feel it. We yeah. want God's favor to rest on you this holiday season and that you feel like you've got that love and glow around the family that Armin was talking about earlier. And so this is Larry Gates. And Armin Asadi. And we both wish you a very Merry, Merry Christmas. Christmas. <laughs> you've been listening to the Reinventure Me podcast with your hosts, Larry Gates and Armin Asadi. 